Hi, my name is Joy from HealingJoy.com, and I'm a spiritual medium. I haven't always been one. Actually, I grew up in a traditional Chinese family and became an engineer. So my entry into the metaphysical world wasn't easy because honestly, I wasn't looking for it. Trust me, telling my parents that I wanted to leave the corporate world and do readings and healings for people wasn't the easiest conversation to have. But me coming to terms with being a medium in this intangible world of the supernatural, spirits, guides, other realms, it's been a challenge. And I'm still struggling to say what I do for work when I meet new people. This podcast is for me to share with you some of those challenges and to help answer some questions that you may not know who to ask or where to start from. I've been developing and working as a spiritual medium for over 10 years now, and I want to share with you some of these experiences in the hope that it can help you out in your own journey. Because I'm recording this from my house, apparently the most soundproof place is my closet, so welcome to The Closet Medium. Hi everyone, for today's podcast, I have a guest named Nikita. She's a curious friend that just wanted to ask me a few questions and I thought maybe some of you might have these same questions. So welcome Nikita. Thank you, Joy. So we're not broadcasting from my closet in case you're wondering, it's my lounge room, but um, hopefully it's just as quiet and cozy. So I met Nikita through a boot camp I attended and I invited her to one of my meditation sessions. And at that point, she had never really met or understood what a medium was. So since then, she's had a lot of questions. So I'm going to just leave it up to her. And maybe some of her questions will be some of your questions. Thanks, Joy, for letting me ask you questions on a podcast. My spiritual journey began with your meditation session. So I want to know Who has inspired your mediumship journey and your spiritual development and how? Well, that's an interesting question because I didn't really grow up or become interested in psychic development or spiritual development. I was kind of thrown into it. And you can listen to my story in uh, the first podcast. But as I'm developing, my spiritual teacher has been a great guide for me. And I admire her. She's an older woman, but she does this voluntarily. Um, She teaches people and shares her knowledge and shares her gifts. And I think that's the one thing I really learned from her is that this is a gift to be shared and knowledge to be shared. Yes, people need to make a living and, you know, people charge for readings or whatnot. But I'm really hesitant to call people gurus or, you know, whatever masters or teachers of you know whatever because it puts people on a pedestal and this is a gift from spirit it's a connection from spirit that actually everyone has so i believe teaching and sharing of content and knowledge because everyone does have this gift and everyone has it differently slightly differently because everyone's unique and how they work with spirit is unique so i learn so much from her and in turn, I teach my students. And as my students develop, I find each of them have amazing abilities. Some are more intuitive to animals or more sensitive to auras or colors, or some can do healing really well. And I learn from them as well. And I think that's what I admire about my teacher. She never, even though I call her a teacher, she doesn't even like us calling her a teacher. She never 
claim to be some you know guru superpower and and she said you know i was given this gift and all of you have it i want you guys to be able to do exactly what i can do and do it you know in your own time in your own ability and share and i think that's been my philosophy in all this thanks joy for that answer that was beautiful and honestly it was unexpected because usually people have gurus and others whom they put on pedestal but this is so refreshing now uh, you mentioned that everyone has a special power or um, niche how do people find their niche what is what is what has been your observation i treat spiritual development like a muscle so just like any muscle you go to the gym and you work out and you build it and you strengthen it but when you're at the gym you might notice there are some exercises you like better than others and some exercises you're better at than others same with spiritual development as you start learning the different types of clairsentience clairaudience clairvoyance different types of sensing or different skill sets you'll notice that you gravitate towards one more than others and i think that would be your niche so to speak or your strength i know i tend to like mediumship I tend to enjoy trance or I tend to enjoy channeling. It's just something I like to do. Or some people really like healing. They feel that they have a natural tendency to want to help people and their hands get hot and they can generate energy quite quickly. So um, as you develop and explore these different, so to speak, abilities, you'll notice that you'll find your strength in one or the other. So like for you, Nikita, what do you think your skill sets are? Oh, well, after attending so many of your sessions and spiritual development lessons and interacting with like-minded people, I think I have a strong intuition. And uh, I, the more I think about my intuition, uh, the more I'm able to figure out when and where in my past life I've been able to predict uh, what's going to happen or I had a very strong intuition about an incident and then that did happen. So... For me, my intuition is my niche. Now, Nikita, I know you've been to a lot of different meditations and different types of meditations, and you do all sorts of things and explore different things because you're very curious. I'm just wondering, what do you find different about my meditation? First of all, I trust you. And it's always easy to start something with a friend who you trust and you trust in their skill. Uh, a lot of people, when they uh, try to sell any skill set, they would be very pushy. They would be, they would approach it from different angles. But with you, it was always about others. It has never been about you trying to do something, but it has been about, hey, Nikita, why don't you develop this? Because this is, you're good at it. And you've always encouraged me. That is the first part. And secondly, it's also the people I learn with in your sessions um, and then later I connect with them individually. Uh, I feel that there is a synchronicity in what we learn and how we communicate. So that just makes me want to attend more of your sessions. I just feel they are very uh, truthful. And I'm just curious, how did you feel when you found out that I was a medium? Well, at first I was curious as to what a medium is i looked it up online but more than that when you explained it to me what it meant i was like oh my god she can talk to the other world <laughs> it was my first reaction and so and honestly 
it still is every day i talk to you <laughs> i still feel that whoa why though why because what if you feel things as well you've told me you felt your grandfather you get sensations so what makes me different from you it doesn't it's it's the confidence and belief i don't have the confidence in me yet that i can use my niche to help others i guess the day i'm able to do so i will have uh, i'll believe that you know you and i are equals in that regard we're always equals and and that's the interesting thing you just said that's the confidence in the belief a lot of the mediums that start out it it's they have the ability it's just they lack confidence they they often battle with their mind like oh am i sensing everything right no i'm just imagining and they brush it off and you know it, it is skepticism too cuz here someone saying all right yep i i can feel and sense other spirits or other entities or connect with you know people that aren't in the room and people are like yeah right okay pull pull the magic trick and i know it's skeptical and then i i have met people friends that i've told that um what i do and sometimes they get really scared they're kind of like wait what's around me wait what do you see wait do you know things about me it's not that once you're a medium or a psychic you go like snooping around in people's <laughs> subconscious to find out their deep dark secrets now that's not how it works and so i've had a very mixed reaction when i tell my friends and i i don't actually publicize what i do very often hence the title of this mm-hmm. podcast is the closet medium <laughs> but when i do i i definitely get some mixed reactions from it talking about mixed reactions from friends or colleagues and the whole idea of belief brings me to my next question which is about uh myths and truths so what do you think is the biggest myth about being a spiritual medium or a healer that you want to bust today in this podcast i don't know what myths have you heard <laughs> i i don't know of a lot of myths because i honestly i didn't research or go into this world beforehand it just kind of fell upon me so what myths have you heard <laughs> uh well the first myth is that if i cannot see it it doesn't exist mm i don't uh, look uh, some people need proof in the very visual physical yeah. sense mm-hmm. but there's so many things that we can't see and exist so like how how do cell phones communicate do we see you know the communication lines happening right in the yeah. old days you can kind of see it with the wires being connected yeah. so there's a landline and there it is but now you know messages are being tr- sent through the air and in waveforms and frequencies and we can't see frequencies mm-hmm. um whether it's through sound frequencies or light frequencies we can't see what's happening but it's happening so we trust that it's working because i guess we're receiving a message right mm-hmm. well same with spirit i can't see spirit but i'm receiving a message mm-hmm. and some of those messages are quite accurate mm-hmm. and quite scary when when i can describe something that's happened in the future or happened in the past that i'm not aware of or someone that's been deceased so is that proof for some people that's enough for others not so much so look the one thing i advise when you go into this world of spiritual development definitely question 
-hmm. Question, ask questions. If you need proof, fine. Ask for proof, whatever it is. Um, because the th thing about mediumship and, and spirituality is you're connecting with spirit, this thing that you're right, you can't necessarily see. So you got to trust it. And whatever proof you need to trust it, whether it's like, okay, tell me next week's lotto numbers, which <laughs> I don't exactly advise because I don't think that's accurate enough because I don't get any lotto numbers. <laughs> but, um, you know, whatever proof you need to be able to trust them, that's what they want. They want that connection and they need you to trust them. Mm -hmm. All right. And that will build the confidence not only in yourself, but in them. So I think that's going to be the theme of today's meditation. Um, I'll do a meditation to just help us build trust. Trust Ooh. with each other, trust with our intuition, and trust in spirit. So if you have a candle, go ahead and grab it and get yourself seated in a comfortable position. Taking a deep breath in, inhaling and letting go. Letting go of your thoughts of the day. Letting go of anything you have to do. And just focusing on the present focusing on your breath. This is your time and space. Breathing in and letting that candlelight form a protective bubble around you. Around you and those that you love are perfectly safe right now. Breathing in, inhaling that golden light, expanding it into this protective bubble. Knowing that light only brings in good energy that helps you and anything that doesn't serve you gets filtered out breathing in that light and having that light burn any heaviness any sadness anything that's not yours out of this bubble of light taking another deep breath in and as you exhale Feel this golden bubble of light thickening around you like a protection of glass. You only allow what you wish to come in. And as you're fully protected, if you wish to trust and ask your spirit guides or healers or angels or whoever you want to work with to come in, please do so. They are here with you. But this is where we need to work on trust. You believe and you invite them in. And as you do, you invite their energy in to be shared with yours. But this energy is an energy of trust, of mutual respect and belief. For they believe in you as much as you believe in them. It's an energy that's harnessed it's a partnership that comes. And with that trust, you reach out for their hand. And as you touch their hand, you feel that energy and that electric charge between you grow stronger and stronger. It's a partnership between this earthly world and the spiritual world to guide, to heal, to hope and to take action. But it's an effort from both parties that requires this bond of trust. And by inviting them into the circle of light, 
this beautiful golden bubble. You're inviting that energy in. And I want you to think about what else you want to invite into your energy, into this bubble of light. You can invite in abundance, invite in loyalty, invite in love, invite healing, whatever you would like to invite into this circle of light, imagine it, breathing in and letting that energy enter your circle. But whatever you invite in, it's a bond and a partnership from both sides. You trust healing. You trust abundance will come. You trust love. And because you're in this circle, you trust yourself. Feel the energy of trust tighten around this circle. It's there supporting you. Whomever and whatever you wish to invite in. But it is a partnership, a bridge and a bond that you build. Take a deep breath in and feel all these energies that you have invited in mix with yours. I want you to be comfortable. If it's too much, it's okay. Ask it to step outside the circle. You can do this several times and invite one in at a time. It shouldn't overwhelm you. It's a sacred bond of trust you have with each of these entities, each of these spiritual beings, and especially yourself. You have to trust yourself. Before you can build any bonds with anyone else, with any other spiritual beings, you have to trust yourself. And if that's where we need to start today, just invite yourself in this own energy of light. You're fully loved and protected and build that bond and that partnership with yourself. Feel that light grow. Feel your energy completely. This is your space, this is your time. And as you breathe in, feel that light come into each and every aspect of your cells, your muscles, your joints. Have it incorporate into your body. You're welcome to share that light with those that you love, your family or friends, or anyone in need. It's your light to give and you are light to keep. Trust yourself with whom you want to share it with. Breathing in and out, wrapping that light closer and closer around you, feeling that bubble of light come in a little bit tighter around you. Breathing in and breathing that light all the way down through your feet into the earth grounding yourself with the earth. That earth energy is always here for you. Earth is supporting you. And 
as you breathe into the earth. If you're willing, trust the earth, Mother Nature, to join you in your light, for you are always part of nature. Breathing in and out, allowing this light to filter through you. Bring that energy all the way down to your feet, thanking your guides and spirit for helping to set the space up for trust. And when you're ready, releasing that energy and coming back into your body. Breathing in, combining your mind, heart, and soul. Releasing that energy and thanking spirit. And when you're ready, just opening your eyes and coming back into you. Coming back to where you are. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today. And for more information about classes I teach or private sessions, please go to theclosetmedium.com.